Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Madison <laughs> Podcast. I am your host for today, New York's favorite British mortgage broker, Ben Lavender. And I am joined by a very special guest who we kind of like to say this is everyone's favorite co-worker here at Madison Mortgage, Catherine Parache. Thank you, Ben. How, how is my pronunciation? It's perfect. You're lying. Okay, but, but thank you. Appreciate it. So Catherine is uh, honestly a very, very spe a special person here at Madison. And, you know, like I was joking before, ev everyone loves you, right? You've, you've been with us a long time. So well, what, what do you tell us? Okay. What do you do here at Madison? Okay, that I can just, do more. Just like a, a very, very basic version of what you do, like two sentences. Okay. So I'm the operations manager here. I've been with Shaw almost six years now. Um, my day-to-day -day is pretty much just being a good reference for everyone to come talk to, kind of run different scenarios off of. Um, I run three of the departments here. Um, disclosure That's desk. That's it, just three? <laughs> disclosure desk, um, opening, and um, submissions and closing. So I guess that's four. Um, submissions, Shannon helps me out with that stuff. We love you, Shannon. <laughs> Chris, you have to throw in that Friday fridge image. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Sorry, please continue. Um, I love what I do. I love helping people. Um, I think what makes us great here at Madison is we have a really good system in place. Um, you know, the assembly line essentially revolutionized, you know, manufacturing and lots of different industries and we kind of have that here so we we do a great job up front scrubbing and uh checking for data entry making sure all the details are correct um and then we'll order you know the items that can hold us up appraisals um invoices payoffs all that stuff up front submissions we're going to do a thorough pre-underwrite you know the cleaner the files go in the cleaner they come out the faster we can ctc so so that's actually freaking key so the loan officers, including myself, we love to joke around that we're really just the face of the business at the end yeah. of the day, and, and the ops really does the heavy lifting. All, all the posts that everyone sees, you know, CTC in zero days, seven days, 14 days, it is really all a function of the system that we have. And Absolutely. I always say Madison really just makes us look good. Yeah. So parts of that detail that you said, can you go into a little bit more detail, Kath, on you know, what the pre-underwrite really looks like. So what we do as loan officers, and obviously every loan officer is different, is that we do the best that we can in terms of really pre-underwriting a file when we pre-approve it, right? We collect right. VOEs, uh, bank statements, tax returns, everything. We carefully, carefully analyze it. And obviously then the file goes into submission and or really opening, right? Which mm -hmm. is where you kind of go into your own version of what we've done, but you dive a little bit deeper. Can you go into some detail on that? Yeah, just a fresh set of eyes, right? You guys are under a different pressure and time constraint up front, right? So once it gets to us, you know, we've already have contracts, you have, you know, the, the key parts, then now we can take our time, go a little slower and really dot the I's, cross the T's and, and really go in and, and thoroughly review the documents, the scenario, make sure you guys didn't miss anything. Um, and, and from there, then we'll, again, we'll handle, you know, those items that'll hold up. We're gonna order the appraisal up front. We're gonna request the payoffs if it's a refinance. You know, we're gonna order the VOEs because those are 
you know, things that can hold up the the clear to close, but but they're needed, right? Yeah. So we do that up front so that then once it gets to our processors, they can truly process and pushing to, to CTC is that much faster, right? Yeah. So and especially those two items, ordering the appraisal and title in the very beginning is so key. I mean, obviously on refis, right. you know, purchases the attorney's handle, but it's it's massive. It's one of the reasons why the loans really fly. So here's Here's a question, right? Obviously, it's it's different for the more seasoned LOs, but for the loan officers that are newer to the business, because obviously you have experience seeing loan officers that, that are new versus the more seasoned guys, what are common mistakes or things that you see that the, the more inexperienced LOs miss when they submit a file or disclose a file? Yeah, a lot of it sometimes is just data entry, right? You want to validate um, the information that the bars are providing to you. And, and they just sometimes they just don't know better. Mm. You know, they're telling you their name is Joe or <laughs> John and their legal name is Jonathan, right? Yeah. And it's just they've always used that name and that's how they go by. Maybe they even filled out the online application that way, right? But again, this is, you know, legal documents we want to make sure that all the information is correct um and it just again it makes the process a lot smoother once the underwriter catches that there's in you know information that doesn't match now they're going to start looking at the file differently like all right well if they got the name wrong yeah what else is wrong right so because also that uh, an incorrect name will affect the credits. Affects right? everything. And then, yeah, and then you pull a new report and something else comes up that wasn't And caught. it's gonna affect closing docs. Yeah. We've seen it where it gets to closing and the name is misspelled. And that's, at that point, it's not an easy fix, right? No. You have to draw new docs. You have to go back into underwriting. You have to pull Can't, new credit. Just slap on an AKA. Exactly. You gotta redo everything. So, so it's so important up front to make sure just, just really understand and know your 1003. If you ask the questions and fill in the 1003 correctly, it's a great, great baseline to start off of. Which, which sounds so simple. And, you know, we like to joke around that, you know, a kid can fill out a 1003, but the way that, and this is really just what works for me as an originator is that when we structure our 1003s, we try and think of it like, how will the AUS read it? Right, that's the automated underwriting system for those of you that don't know. And how will the underwriter perceive the information and how that all that information communicates to DTI LTV. Do you feel like that's kind of a good basis to go on? Absolutely, right, because that's that's what- We passed. <laughs> that's what, right, the whole, the structure of the file, right? But again, you want to make sure that the information is also correct because yeah. it's going to affect you know, the actual qualification of the file. Of course. So new experience, inexperienced LOs fill out your 1003s properly, basically. Yeah. And get to know it, like read, you know, read it from top to bottom. And a lot of times it kind of just brush through it, but um, it'll also open up, you know, future questions or that if, if they answer this question a certain way, now you can, well, what about this? You know, do you have this? So it, uh, it really helps to really, once you understand the 1003 and know all the parts of it, um, to really collect a full, complete 1003. Okay, so that's key. Full, full 1003 is the name of the game. I'm gonna get that tattooed on my forehead or, or maybe we'll require that for new LOs. Okay, so you, ma you manage saying three different departments, right? Opening, disclosing, submission. Well, four. Well, yeah, four and closing, <laughs> Yeah. right, is the fourth. So can you kind of like break down 
the especially between the first three because it's not sure. just good for people to know in general it's good for madison employees to re to really know and yeah. you know especially for new people yeah yeah, so um, at disclosures, you know, we're gonna get the disclosure request from the LOs. Um, so basically the file's been structured. You've already ran the automated underwriting system, AUS, um, and you have a pretty good handle on the file. We're gonna go in and just validate that information. Again, we're gonna check for the data entry that it's correct, you know, date of birth, social security, those are items that kind of get missed sometimes yeah. and are crucial, again, to all the documentation and the loan in general. Um, and then we're gonna set up fees, make sure we have at least the minimum required documentation. Um, Cause again, the underwriter can approve a file, but if you're missing important pieces, it's not a true approval, right? And then we've yeah. had scenarios where, okay, it's approved and now we have a commitment that's out, yeah. but now the loan doesn't in fact qualify. So those are, you know, again, we have a minimum requirement as far as the documentation, cause we wanna avoid all that. Again, the, the cleaner the loans go in, and, and if any issues come up up front, we can handle them a lot faster and more efficiently if we know up front, right? Agreed. Um, we can problem solve and without it getting down to, you know, we're at CTC now trying to push the file, mm -hmm. everyone's anxious, ready to close, and now we have to like completely redisclose and restructure alone. Yeah. So we'll handle a lot of that up front uh, between disclosures really and and submission so once th the loan gets formally disclosed they get their loan estimate along with all the required disclosures um then we're going to go ahead and order the appraisal again all those miscellaneous items up front um once that's complete uh we have submission team who's gonna do a pre-underwrite um set it up for submission get it into underwriting um, and then once it comes out of underwriting, uh, we send it over to our processors. So the processors will ensure the file gets uh, clear to close. They do the communication with all, all parties involved. And from there, we take it to, once it's formally clear to close, then the closing team picks it up, which that was a huge you know item for us too, because now, yeah. again, our processors can truly focus on processing. They're not having to go back and forth, because now the file CTC, but now we have to get closing docs, we have to get it scheduled, so we have to get, you know, adjustments, fees updated, um, all is time consuming as, you know, as simple as the task is, it's just very time consuming and then you're dealing, you know, the seller wants this day, but the buyer wants this day, but the title company's not available. So it's a lot of back and forth the there that, that takes up time. So once we had our closing department up and running it was a huge game changer for our processors. Again, now they can truly focus on processing and push the loans and that's how, right, we're able to scale the way we did yep. and close as many loans, right? Because now we're just focusing on pushing conditions and clearing files. As an LO that's experienced it, I've, you know, we've seen a massive change and we had Grosso on the, or Grosso on the property last week as he, I've, that's two last names <laughs> in, a, in a row that I've messed up. <laughs> Lovely. So we were just saying how, because of the system, our life as an LO is much less stressful, yeah. right? We're doing four or five times the amount of business yeah. with less stress than we right. had back then. So. For those of you that, that don't know, and, and Kath, obviously you are aware of this because you were part of this transition in creating the framework, but most mortgage companies or most mortgage teams don't have it split up that way. It's really just the loan officer that discloses the file, right? Sometimes the loan officer will submit it before handing it off to processing. And then the processor runs with it from approval or even submission to closing. And then it's kind of 
impossible for a processor to, you know, prioritize files that need to be CTC'd and address conditions while working on some silly closing issue. Yep. You know, so or I, verbal VOE. You know. Yeah, it's like it's such it's not a good use of their time when they could be. So I I, I think that separating all those departments. I mean, I don't think we know because we know. we're experiencing it, um, that it's improving basically the experience. It's making the conditions easier to address up front. And the best part about this, because I think to the average person that hears us saying this is like, this sounds extremely complicated. Mm -hmm. There are so many uh, you know, parts in the process and whatever, right? But I think the best part is that the customer is unaware of all of this, exactly. right? They're not like, they're not being, you know, prodded for, okay, you'll end, you know, we need this at submission and opening and disclosure. It's really, they're only being touched at two points, right? right. One is the disclosure. So before we disclose a loan, we're getting some updates and pertinent documentation, we're sending it for disclosure. Yeah. And then the borrower isn't hearing from all these departments. They're right. really just communicating with the LO team and the processing team. Exactly. So it's like those four four teams essentially are making life easier for the loan officer and the borrower and the processor. Right. Yep. So, 100%. Yeah. And it works. And uh, efficiency is key, right? That when you have a smaller set of items that you're responsible for, if all you have to do is scrub that 1003 and make sure the data entry is correct, you become more efficient doing that, right? So while our processors are senior and very you know, knowledgeable and they can handle all these aspects from start to finish, once you're responsible for so many small parts of the process, it's very easy to miss something. It's very easy to, to miss the that the date of birth is incorrect or the yeah. social security number is incorrect, right? Because you can, now you know you have to focus from start to finish. So the assembly line, right? We're not the only uh, industry that's benefited from the assembly line. Of like we, we know it works. So And that's why, because now you're becoming a professional and efficient in that one area and, and very little mistakes happen at, at, by doing that. Yeah. <laughs> right? And honestly, I was against it. Yeah. Right. In the beginning, because my logic was that it should really be one person working on the file from mm -hmm. start to finish because mm -hmm. that person will know all like the ins and outs of the right. file. But right. because the submission team has a detailed ro roadmap and we have a system for highlighting anything like important that we need yeah. to be aware of the handoff. And again, it's not really a handoff because the borrower is not communicating with those teams. Right. Um, but the process of taking over the file is so smooth. Right. It's really smooth. And because we've addressed all the, you know, heavy or harder to address conditions exactly. up front, like you said, the efficiency has improved tremendously. Yeah. And, you know, again, as an LO that, that has seen this take place, it's, again, it's made life so much freaking easier. And, and awesome. like you said, right, we had those reservations, right? We thought we're like too many hands in the pot type, right? Yeah. Um, but again, because now we know the efficiency is there, the processors can trust that the data entry is correct, right? Of course, they're going to do their due diligence, yeah. right? But now it's a quick once over versus like having to scrutinize every single document and validating the information again. Right. So, um, again, it's, it's worked great for us. Yeah. We're doing well. <laughs> you can button taking names. Okay. So we've gone over kind of the, the process. Um, I want to actually go back to the beginning, Catherine, yeah. the very beginning. How, how did you, and again, I feel that this is, this is really good for people in 
the business who who are newer to the business yeah. to get an understanding of progression of someone that you know started entry level and now you're in a, a very very high senior level position at the yeah. number one mortgage brokerage in the entire state and soon to be the entire country and then the entire planet. <laughs> okay, maybe not. So yeah, please tell us how, how you got into the business and how do you get from there to where you're at right now? Yeah, so honestly, at first I was just looking for a job. I was mm. in school um, and- What'd you study? I was studying neuroscience. Cool. I did. Okay. Yeah, I was on the pre-med track and uh, that in, you know, I quickly realized just didn't align with what my, how I wanted to live my life and the things that I wanted out of life. Um, and so my mom actually used to be in real estate. And it's funny because I used to say that's the one industry I'm not, I'm not gonna do. Really? And Why was that? I just felt like sales scared me. So I, I wanted to avoid sales. Mm -hmm. You know, I, you know, they tell you just go to school, you study hard, you get a good job and you don't have to sell yourself or yeah. sell things. Right. Um, so yeah, I was just looking for a job and landed in, I was actually helping a firm that would assist with modifications. Gotcha. Um, and this was and when? This was oof, 2012, gotcha. 2011. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Nine, 10. Yeah. Yeah. Long time ago. Yeah. And, and I progressed from there and then I went to get my master's in finance and um, started doing actual mortgages. I was at a small bank. What year was that? That was 2014, 2015. Gotcha. 2015. And you were just processing? Processing, yeah. Processing loans. Um, and, you know, my parents were always business owners, right? So I've, I've always hard work does never put me off. I was never afraid of having to work hard. Yeah. Um, so it was a lot of work, mm. but, um, I love that you're always to this day. I'm still learning something new this isn't a, it's not a stagnant job. Like things change every single day. You're always learning something new and these loans, while there are guidelines and rules that you have to follow, there's no two loans that are the same, right? We no. call them fingerprints, you know, no. while you could have two W2 employees, uh, the loan progresses completely different for both. So I really enjoyed that aspect. Um, and quickly, uh, or early on, once I, once I joined Shah's team, um, I could just sense that we had just this special thing going on here, yeah. even with just, we were such a small group. Um, but from, back th that was when 2016, 17? Yeah. Yeah. And how many of us were there? Like, like 10? Yeah. Eight or 10. Yeah. Yeah. Such a small group. And, um, I'm trying to think who it was. It was me, you, and Toma, John. Donna, Adi, well, Thomas team, John's team, yeah. obviously. But yeah, and Shaw, and that was really yeah, it. Such a Not small much. group. And from the beginning, we always we always did things differently, yeah. right? It wasn't just about the numbers. It wasn't just, you know, big numbers, big team. We were a small team, but we were head to head with the next biggest team at, at the bank, right? Yeah. Who had, I think, three to four times the size, the team size. Team size. Yeah, and we were on on par or beat them depending on the every month. month. But yeah. Yep. It was every month. crazy. Um, so I realized that early on, right? And I I would I remember telling Sean, like, Sean, we have such a great group, you know? Um, and in fact I had so many people at that point I had my masters and yeah. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> why are you with these small group of people? Like why are you here? And I was like, I'm telling you, yeah. this is a really special group. Um 
and conversations with Shaw, like, you know, I was like, I want to be Shaw when I grow up, like <laughs> forget everything else, you know? So, um, so that became a passion for me. And not only just in the fact that we're helping people, right? This is the biggest transaction that we do in our, in our lives for, for most people. Yeah. Um, so I found where, you know, I was pre-med, I was in that pre-med track to help people. I found a different discipline where I was doing, I was doing the same thing. I was helping people, right? Mm. Um, it's a huge, it's the American dream, right? We all want to become homeowners. Um, so it, it, from the beginning, it quickly, a lot of people are like, why do you work the way you do? And it's yeah. like, it, it has it's become a passion for me. It's not just about, again, not just about the numbers and the finances. Um, it's it's a great, great opportunity. Again, you know, everyone wants to become a homeowner and it's it's a great field that that we can touch people's lives, right? It's, it's like we're, we're, we're with them for the next 30 years. It's not yeah. a quick transaction. We're not like selling shoes. Yeah. <laughs> we're not selling shoes or a piece of jewelry. You know, we're, we're with these people for the next 30 years. So it's, we've built great relationships, right? Lasting relationships. Yeah. Um, so... So that's how I got here and I stayed. And I'm so glad I stayed because they were. As a we. Yeah, there yeah. were so many times where, again, because, you know, society gets in your ear. And again, so many people are like, you have a master's. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, so. Um, oh, you're putting it to good use. A hundred percent. And and even just our team. Right. You know, I'm I'm able to touch individuals, also not just our borrowers. Um, I oh, truly, truly. I'll interject. So yeah. Catherine is also a, a licensed <laughs> loan officer, by the way. I am. So uh, yeah, she does, you know, in, in her spare time. Yes. You know, uh, Catherine does write loans. And due I to do. the fact that she knows the process from start to finish, she probably does them better than anyone <laughs> else here. Um, but yeah. Continue. It has helped. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we have a great team. We've built the great team in just the last year. Um, we've brought on new people, trained new people, people that a year ago had no idea what a mortgage is and are schooling some of our some of our loan officers. So it's been great, really yeah. great for me personally to see that and to be able to attribute to just individuals and also, you know, our borrowers that are buying their houses. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been quite the journey for me. It has. And mm. I'm so glad I I'm started here. from the bottom. <laughs> now we're here. We well, are. not really the bottom, but <laughs> we're, we're in a good place. Yeah. So before Kath, I was kind of joking that, you know, and it's, I'm not really joking. I'm just being playful, obviously, that, you know, we always say Catherine is everyone's favorite, yeah. you know, person here. You know, people yeah. ask me, Ben, who's the best person that we need? I'm like, it's Catherine. So obviously it's Catherine. Oh, and as, as an LO that you know, comes to you for help regularly. Obviously, yeah. I appreciate you as well, but Thanks, ben. I want to kind of like, why do you feel that is? It's a funny question, because I'm basically yeah. asking you like, why are you so awesome, <laughs> right? It's like, you know, it's, it's a license to brag, but I yeah. think, you know, part of it is because you're very approachable, mm -hmm. you have the patience to sit down and, and teach someone, but you're also yeah. able to prioritize, you know, what's important, you know, when to say no to something. Yeah. Like, what do you attribute that to? How are you so approachable? How are you so patient? And I, I feel a lot of it is mental, but I don't mm -hmm. want to answer for you, so go, yeah. so go ahead. I mean, I'm a mom, right? Yeah. So, so that helps. Mm -hmm. But even before I was a mother, I've always, you're so motherly, you know? I think it's just a personal attribute I was born with. I've always been very patient. But for me, it's just, I know what it is to be like mistreated at work and just someone kind of brushing you off. It doesn't help anyone. No. It doesn't help the individual. It doesn't help the team. Um, so the way we've progressed is is not me just providing answers. It's providing tools for these to to our team members, right? So it's not just obviously I don't gain personal growth from you closing alone, awesome. right? To a certain extent, I do, right? Because we're we're all part of a team, but it's it helps 
it helps you, it helps the team, it helps Madison, right? So I've never been like that selfish person. I've always, you know, I've, I've loved to help, I'm patient. And, and I, again, I just think about the individual. I know what it is like to be, you know, that you're, you're just trying to get some help, right? You're just trying to close some loans. You just wanna get some answers. Um, so, you know, we win more as a team than, than individuals. I've, I've never been driven just by, you know, by personal and just, just my own growth, so. And I think what you said before is kind of key that it's not just really about like solving the issue because mm -hmm. if you so if you just solve a problem obviously it's great it's a item that's checked off the to-do list but if you can teach this you know newer employee like not just like what you did but like how did you do it so right. this way and and the logic i 100% agree with because if you're teaching you know, new person, how to solve this problem, right. they can solve it themselves next time. Right. And they don't have to come to you. You're not doing it so they don't have to come to you and not bother you because you have yeah. no issue right. sitting down with them and teaching them, but it speeds up the process, which makes the system more efficient, which makes Madison more efficient, right? right? right. 100%, and even, even down to the fact that maybe I don't know the answer, yeah. but now that's gonna open up a window, a door, an opportunity for me now to go, do some research. Okay, well, maybe I don't know this answer, but how, you know, I know the resources, I know who I can escalate to, I know yeah. where I can do reading on it, you know, so maybe I'm not teaching them, but they've taught me something indirectly because now I have to force myself and go do some research on, on this item because no one knows everything in this industry. No. I'm still, again, I'm still learning every single every, day. Every I'm day learning. we learn something. Yeah, new. yeah. So, um, and again, it's for the benefit of the whole, right? If if Madison as a whole is not succeeding or benefiting, I'm not, right? Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're a team. Yeah. yeah. And we have tremendous growth. I yeah. mean, industry-wise, I read an interesting t a statistic the other day that mortgage applications are down from uh, 2020 to 2021 by uh, something like 20%. Wow. And, you know, I, I can't speak for the rest of Madison, but at least for me, my production is up year over year 25%. Yeah. Right. So, and I'm sure the other LOs are either on par with that or they're exceeding right. it. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that is a direct function of the efficiency in the system that we have, because again, that system and bringing everyone up frees more time for the LOs 100%. to go out and give their clients more customer service because it frees up time so we can treat them better and also to generate new business, Yeah, right? For so sure. that's what we wanna do. And important for us is actually knowing our product, right? We don't want to just sell, 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 yeah. right? We The reason a big part is because, right, we've always been the problem solvers. We've always been the ones that truly know the guideline and the interpretation of it right, and, and the workarounds. Yep. So that was always important for me. I didn't just want to sell and just, you know, this is this is what it is. Like, I, I need to know the why. And it's so important because then you can properly structure these these loans up front, yep. right? Loans that could essentially, if, you know, if you submit it correctly, there, there's no there's no second chance, yep. right? They can't unsee certain things. So yes. um, for, <laughs> for me, that was always, right, important is not just, not just the bottom line today. It's like, all right, how are we now gonna make this even better for next time, right? Yep. And and so that next time we come even across the same scenario, it, we're we're pushing through. It's not even holding us up. And we're addressing it up front. Up front, yep. yeah. So yep. it, it doesn't even go into underwriting, it's like we know. Exactly, you know, yep. so Something that I've seen um, 
a tremendous reduction of in our approvals are master conditions. Yep. They've, I, I, I rarely see them. I can't remember the last time. No, so uh, a master condition, what's the best way to explain a master condition? It's basically affecting the, qual the qualification, right? Like if mm -hmm. this is not, you no longer qualify. Yep. If you cannot provide this or cannot cl clear this up, you, you no longer qualify. Which is what you mentioned before when we would just like submit a loan to right. get an approval back in the day and but you know, the whole thing could fall apart if this yeah. isn't addressed. So right. that's being addressed now before the file even goes into underwriting. Right, because all these other parties that they're relying us to do our job essentially, right? Yeah. So so now we get to a point where we're pushing for CTC and rightfully so, how did we get here? You yeah. know, how do we get to this point? You know, I thought we have the appraisal. We title is clear. I like how 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 do we now not qualify? Yeah, we don't. Right? We don't have that right. anymore. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, which was a big hurdle for a lot of loans at at, at a certain time, and um, we quickly realized that was a big gap and and addressed that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> okay. So let's wrap up with what is next for you. For Madison, where do you see us going in the next couple of years? Are there any like specific goals that you want to accomplish? Feel free to to not divulge everything, because <laughs> sure. you know I'm sure it's personal. But yeah. please, please share. No, for Madison, uh, even for myself personally, I just I want to keep growing. I want to keep learning. I want to know all the things, even down to like the things attorneys are responsible for. Like I want to know all the ins and outs of the industry. Because um, there's so many times, right, that we are CTC and now we're just sitting around waiting for legal and waiting for title to clear. And yeah. <laughs> so, um, and, and, and that's where I also, I get so starstruck with Shah, where he'll come in at the back end now and we're just like, Shah, like we've, we're CTC, we've been waiting for a month to schedule this. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, this is easy. And like, he knows the answer right away, yeah. right? And he jumps in and saves the day. So Unfortunately, we can't clone him <laughs> exactly. yet. But that's what I want, right? I, I, I want to learn all those different uh, disciplines so that, uh, so we're not held up, right? And so that we are that source that everyone can come to and know Well, Madison knows, know, knows what they're doing. It's actually interesting that you just said that because I just realized, because, you know, Shaw was our go-to for that, yeah. right? And you've essentially taken over that role of the yeah. person that we run to if we need to solve an issue mm -hmm. so Shaw can, you know, run the business and, you know, keep culture strong yeah. and grow. Yeah. So that's that's absolutely key. So but yeah, yeah, don't, don't let me stop you, sorry. Yeah, um and and that was my my goal, right, was not only to emulate him but to really understand and pick his brain, not just because I I I love him and I think he's such a great person, but because it works. It's the right way to function. It's the right way to to run a business, right? You shouldn't just blow it off and wait for an attorney yeah. to do their job who may not even have the answer, right? So for me, it's so important to have the right answers and not just, you know, make myself look good, right? I want to know the actual answer so that we can because at the end the of the day, if the loan doesn't close, it doesn't matter how quickly we see to see it. Yeah. It doesn't matter that we caught that child support up front. You know, those things don't matter if the loan doesn't close. Agreed. So, so that's why for me, all those details are, are have always been important and, and not just uh, asking for the answers. I've always, you know, and Shah's such a great teacher. You know, he's from the beginning, he's, he knows and he knows how to explain it and not to just give the answers and brush you off and say, figure this out. Yeah. Sometimes he'll give you that tough love. Like, yeah. you know this, if you need it. Yeah, go yeah. figure it out, you know? Yeah. So, which, which I've always appreciated, right? Cause it, it's, it's made me that, that much stronger. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I see from Madison is just scaling right now, not just, you know, 200 loans, right? We want to, we want to 
increase those numbers and um and expand statewide right going to other states and um and just help more people because at the end of the day that's that's what we're doing um and so for me personally i just i want to keep learning all the different disciplines all the ins and outs you have a fifth dan black belt in mortgages (laughs) in five years from now you're you're pretty much second or third dan already (laughs) okay well Thank you very much for joining Thanks, us. We, we know you're extremely busy and we would love and appreciate you. Thank this you, is man. the Madison Mortgage Podcast. We will catch you next time.